you just want a little bit more of the Patricks in your life, we understand how it is. Lawrence goes downfield, and the catch is made. Tua goes deep for Waddle, got him in stride. Touchdown, Alabama. Pat's interference. Jalen Hurts solidified himself. He will go down as probably one of my favorite players of all time. There are two kings of college football, but one of them's wearing the crown. Alabama's offensive coordinator position has become just like the defense against the dark arts position at Hogwarts. Don't you find it kind of shocking we haven't been taken off iTunes yet? Hey everyone, Christian Miller here, former Alabama linebacker number 47, and you're listening to Pat's Interference. What's up everybody? Hope you all had a wonderful, splendid, marvelous Thanksgiving. Hope you spent it with family, hope you had good food, and Hope you took some time to think about the things that you should be thankful for. You're listening to Year 5, Episode uh, 16, I believe, of Pat's Interference, and we are um, going into Rivalry Week. It's a tough phrase to say, but you hear it every year around this time, late November, and the season starts to heat up. I am Patrick Brickman. I'm riding solo again this week. Uh, Patrick Norwood, my usual co-host, had to take care of a family uh, emergency uh, with his fair wife. Um, everything is good, but he is out of town, and he'll be back next week to uh, wrap up rivalry week. But we gotta we gotta preview it this week, so I'm gonna keep this episode short and sweet, just so you're not listening to one person ramble on for an hour. Not that you'd do that. You might. You might if you, you know, want to sort of torture yourself, but. I'm going to save you the time and, and keep this one short. Uh, for those of you that are new, new listeners, this is a college football podcast that we've been doing, like I said, for five years. Um, social media. Usually I don't do this part. Usually Norwood does it. So uh, social media. P.I. underscore podcast on Twitter. Pat's Interference on Facebook. That is Pat's with an apostrophe S, the possessive uh, interference, and then you can email us if you'd like at patsinterference at gmail.com. As we sit here today, this is the day after Thanksgiving, or we're getting close to it here, um, we are getting into what is one of the more, I, I, th- I feel like this rivalry week has more writing on it than normal, I could be making that up, but but there are, there's a lot at stake with the games that are coming up. I will quickly flash back to last week, not a ton of games, uh, some people call it Cupcake Week, um, at least those in the SEC might call it that, uh, and even then, not too many marquee games, so Ohio State, as we know, they took care of business against Penn State, uh, 28-17, Penn State made it interesting in the third quarter, but really Ohio State never seemed like they were in too much trouble, and they're 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 pretty much rolling along, that was their closest game of the year, also their biggest win of the year, and of course, they got Michigan coming up this week in, uh, in the big rivalry there. LSU crushes Arkansas. Nothing to talk about, though. Joe Burrow, another 327 passing. Not too bad. He's he's going to win the Heisman Trophy, folks. Uh, unless he just completely breaks down over the next two games. He's a runaway. He's, a, he's as much of a runaway as we've seen probably at this point of the season since, I want to say... Marcus Mariota was was pretty runaway at this point, so um, it's pretty obvious who the front runner is. Uh, Georgia, here's one game to talk about. Georgia, number four, squeaks by Texas A&M. This was a 19-13 game. The Georgia defense is playing like a top five defense in the country. At least they have been since their loss to South Carolina. And really, they played well in that game. They're they're good. They're very good. But I I, I don't know what the I don't know how to put my finger on this offense and what the problem is. Because it feels like, to me, with this Georgia team, you know, 
they're a team that's a, a, afraid to, I don't want to use the word trust, but 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 lean on their third-year starter junior quarterback, Jake Fromm. He's a dynamite downfield passer. He, he, he commands the offense. He keeps the ball moving. And it seems like every time they need to go into a two-minute offense, that guy delivers. So for the life of me, I do not understand why the Georgia Bulldogs don't just let this guy sling it down the field. I don't want to hear any more crap about how the receivers are young, right? We're in, we're in uh, the, the November, right? Now they almost have a full season of experience under their belt. It's not September anymore. He should be throwing it down the field to this guy. Georgia only putting up 19 points against that A&M defense is not what you want to see as you're about to go head-to-head with LSU, who statistically is the best offense the SEC has seen, I think. Maybe last year's Alabama team. It's close. That you don't you don't want to do what they're doing they need to be they need to be practicing almost for 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 a shootout if they want a chance to win that game they'll hold LSU below 56 right all right their defense is in arkansas but they have to be able to move the ball better or georgia is in very very serious trouble we know they control their destiny they're number 4 a win over LSU vaults them maybe up to number 2 past clemson and and, and there you go but if they lose they're out we know that they need to be throwing the ball more. Not, not, not the, 19 points is not going to cut it against this team, what they're going to play in two weeks, less than two weeks at this point. That's what I got to say about Georgia, other than the fact that uh, they also skated by on a, on a non-call pass interference for Texas A&M that, that would have kept the, ball, the drive going and A&M was driving to take the lead, or trying to at least. Um, Another big game, the big game, the big upset was number six Oregon falling to Arizona State. Uh, I'm not going to get into too much on 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 that game. I watched the fourth quarter. I didn't watch the whole game. Um, that's my fault. But really, more the ramifications. Arizona State played a great game. Oregon didn't play, and they got tripped up in November. And it happens one or two times a year to a team that we expect to contend for the playoff. Oregon's out. Um, the question is, how much of a door does this open for teams like Alabama and um, Oklahoma, namely? Those two. Maybe Baylor as well. Uh, SEC Big 12. Two teams trying to get an extra team into the playoff. Big 12 just wants a team. SEC trying to get a, ne- a second team in. If it's on Georgia, it'll be Alabama or neither. But one, at least one team, possibly two, is making it from that conference. So I think... Alabama's the big winner from that loss more than anybody. I think Oregon was the team that if they went out, I would have written them in pen into the playoff, in my mind. Winning out, having those marquee, not marquee wins, but they, they've beaten some ranked teams. They've beaten some impressive teams. Um, and, uh, you know, a win over Utah in the Pac-12 championship would have done it. I don't know that Utah's going to have that signature win. They're going to look just like Alabama at the end. Other than Oregon, but Alabama's about to beat Auburn. Okay, not about to. That that's the wrong phrase. Provided Alabama beats Auburn. Sorry. If Alabama beats Auburn and Oregon or sorry, Utah goes on to beat Oregon, those are the two wins we look at. And I don't know that how many people are gonna look at Utah and go, that team is is easily better than Alabama, right? If we're talking about an Alabama team that just went into Auburn and won. The only thing they'll have on their side, which I preach all the time on this podcast, is recency bias, which is huge at this time of year. We're splitting hairs there. This is before we even factor in the Big 12, which would be, let's say, Oklahoma wins through. 
Uh, Oklahoma goes through. Their only loss is to Kansas State. They don't really have insane wins. They've got a you know a couple nice looking wins. The big one would be the two wins over Baylor. Um, a lot to look at there from a lot of different angles. And then you know Baylor still has a shot to uh, to make this playoff as well. So still a lot to look at. I, I give the edge to Alabama as far as the team that gained the most from Oregon's loss, but it's going to be close. It's going to be another year where it's very close, and, and we're probably, if I'm being honest with, with myself, which I don't know if I believe we need to be there yet, but we're creeping every year closer and closer to an 18 playoff. I don't know how soon that's coming. Oklahoma, by the way, did not do themselves any favors besides the fact that they won. Jalen Hurts did not look good on Saturday. He only had 145 yards. He ran a lot. But at this point, that feels like a detriment in my mind. Let's get the score out of the way. They won at 28-24. Uh, like I said, a buck 45 on the ground, 173 for Jalen Hurts, the team's leading rusher, but he ran it 20-something times. Um, Oklahoma's offense is starting to slow down. The defense has been slowing down a lot. Another thing, you know, Oklahoma got by on official, you know, TCU should have gotten the ball back with the chance to go try to win the game. It's... Oklahoma's looking less and less impressive each week. Oregon was looking better till they lost. We don't really know what Utah is, um, and uh, that's about where we are. And Baylor's pretty decent as well, but they've got the loss. Mm, I'm looking down the list. Not much more to do from that week. This week, I'm going to you know wrap it up, put a bow on it. That is your week 13 of college football. Again, not much there. Moving on to week 14, a.k.a. Rivalry week. Gotta say it slow, folks. Got to say it slow. Um, we know that this is a big week. Um, we know what this week means as far as, you know, the committee's concerned. We know that Alabama, this is their last chance to impress them. I'm going to start with the Iron Bowl for that reason. Alabama's going to go out. They're going to go to Auburn. Mac Jones' first road start. Uh, a big question will be answered as to what this team looks like without Tua Tungvaluwa at quarterback. We've seen Mac Jones start in two games, but those were Arkansas and Western Carolina. Neither of those teams gave us any real barometer as to what life without Tua is in Tuscaloosa. This is where we're going to see it. Road test Auburn, top defense in the SEC, one of the top defenses in the SEC. Between Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson, you're looking at seven SEC Defensive Linemen of the Week awards. Right, they they are been tearing it up all season. We know that Auburn's offense has struggled. We know that Alabama's defense has struggled at times. There's really not there's it, this is a tough game to look at. And uh, you know this this podcast was born as an Alabama podcast. We've we've talked about their upcoming game every single week for the last five years. This is the closest I'm feeling to not picking Alabama winning as we've had. Uh, this is up there with. Um, few years ago when Alabama lost to, to Ole Miss and then they went on the road to Georgia and that was the last game they were actually a, an underdog in, right? Alabama's, I think, a four-point favorite, maybe three and a half sitting here today. I'm going to take them about that much. I, I really feel like this is a 21-17, 21-20 type finish. I don't think either team's offense explodes in this game. I think turnovers are a huge factor. Auburn's got the home field advantage. How well can Najee Harris do uh, not, not even as a running back, because I don't know that he's going to get a ton of yards against that front seven. But using him as a receiver might be huge in this game, a safety valve, because Auburn's coming. Um, part of me almost feels like 
Auburn's going to know that Najee's getting the ball. They're going to stuff him on first and second down. And they're only going to have to rush four to get to Mac Jones. He's not the most mobile guy in the world. He's going to be running for his life. Maybe the team has to go to Talia uh, Tonga-Mailoa to his brother. We'll see. There's a lot that can happen there. I'm taking Alabama. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go 21-20. I'll just make it that close because I really feel like it's that much of a coin flip. Um, some other games. Uh, Clemson's playing South Carolina. South Carolina upset Georgia, but Clemson's playing at a different level right now. I don't know that this is a uh, a game to really keep your eye on. Maybe if we get a little second half text, Clemson should roll over them. I, sitting here today, and I've said this before, sitting here today, I think Clemson wins the national championship right now with what they have. Ohio State, I like them too. But something tells me Clemson. Something's sitting in the back of my mind. Probably the same thing that sits in the back of my mind always telling me to pick the Patriots. Um, Ohio State Clemson. Sorry, Ohio State Michigan. Uh, you know, the big one. I, I don't think it's close. People are trying to hype this one up like it's going to be something. Like something's happening there. I don't see it. I really, I, I think Ohio State wins it by 21. I think uh, Michigan fans are very upset. Uh, they start the, grumbling about Harbaugh is, is something that's going to start happening after this game. A, th- a three touchdown loss is what I'm predicting. 42-21. 42-21 Ohio State over Michigan. Ohio State's playing like the best team in the country. I think Clemson is going to win the national championship sitting here today. Um, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Look for the upset there. I think was. I, th- I don't know that Minnesota's definitely not in the playoff conversation as much as people want to say they are. They Yes, I know they could go beat Ohio State, and then that would automatically vault them. I think they go up to four, but it's not happening. I, I, Wisconsin's going to beat Minnesota this week. I, I think that's happening. That's my upset pick, and I'm not backing off of it. I genuinely feel that that's uh, what's going to happen in this game. Um, you know, some other big games, you have to keep a look on Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. This is at at Oklahoma State, Boone Pickens Stadium. Um and, and, and Oklahoma State's been playing some really nice football this year, especially offensively. They've probably got who's been the best running back in, in college football this year, in Chuba Hubbard. Um, he's up there in the top three. Uh, and, and they've been playing really well um, as far as moving the ball. The, the defense isn't great. The defense leaves a lot to be desired. That's the same thing that Oklahoma's going with. I think Oklahoma State could win this game. I really do. Uh, they've won four in a row. That's wins over Iowa State, TCU, Kansas, and then last week against West Virginia. Um, I'm not going to go so far as to say the upset's going to happen. I'm going to hesitate there. It's going to be another close game that Oklahoma's going to have to to fight and claw in the fourth quarter um, to you know see what they can do. Um, listen, who does Utah play? Utah's playing. Uh, who's Utah playing? Utah's playing Colorado. Utah's playing Colorado. No problems there for the Utes. Um, sorry, my, my thing's all out of order. Um, all right, so I believe I've talked playoff. I believe I've talked uh, college football as far as rivalry week. These are really tough without without my buddy Patrick Norwood here. Um, I miss him. I miss him all the time. But uh, wanted to get this episode here out of the way. Um and that, that's about it. Everything else should be about chalk. I, I don't know that Baylor's going to... Baylor won't struggle against Kansas. Um, LSU, Texas A&M, it's not going to be a repeat of last year. Um, 
Florida, Florida State shouldn't be close. Not that either of those two are fighting for a playoff spot at this point. Uh, so keep an eye on the Iron Bowl. Keep an eye on Bedlam. Keep an eye on uh, uh, Clemson, South Carolina, I guess, if you want to. And then keep an eye on Ohio State, Michigan. Um, I, I'm looking forward to Patrick Norwood. Co- oh, Virginia Tech, Virginia on Friday. Today, I suppose. Uh, could be any, pretty interesting. Uh, Virginia Tech's won several games in a row. Virginia, this is the battle for the Coastal. Who's going to win the right to go get swamped by Clemson? Holy cow, cannot believe I almost forgot to talk about the Egg Bowl. I I hope everybody's seen the ending of that game. I hope everybody's seen all of that game. It was a fun game with an even more fun ending. Um, if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, Ole Miss scores a touchdown with four seconds on the clock. It should tie it up at 21-21. The receiver that caught the touchdown, crawling on the ground, decided to do a... a celebration where he pretends to pee like a dog, which which an old Miss grad told me, DK Metcalf did the same thing a few years ago and drew a 15-yard penalty. Lo and behold, the same thing happened in the same exact way. Penalty thrown, except this time it cost him the game because the extra point was missed due to the 15-yard penalty. Farther back, kicker missed it. Mississippi State wins. They're bowl eligible. They've beaten Ole Miss two years in a row. It was fun. It really was. Uh, everybody started... Making the same joke on Twitter, though. And I didn't... Everybody made the same exact... He, they pissed the game away, right? Why did everybody make the same joke? Like, you just saw somebody... No, nobody came up with that joke organically. They just all had fun maybe tweeting the word piss. It's not funny anymore. Try different jokes. That's a Kanye West quote. All right, this is about run its course uh, without a discussion partner here. That is a bare bones what we expect to put it down on the podcast for the good people at home. Thank you so much to all of our listeners, especially if you've made it this far listening to a solo podcast. I'm on minute number 18 here. My goal was to keep it under 20, and I'm going to hold myself to that. Everybody have a great week. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving, and uh, get ready for what should be a great week of college football. Me and Patrick Norwood will be right back here next week. My best friend in the whole world. Wish he was here, but he'll be back next week. Talk to you guys then. What's better than this? Guys being dudes.